Sending data. That's what it says. Sending data. There we go. One, two. We got two online. You guys know we've been dealing with um, been dealing with this restream problem for far too long. So today, if you're out there, and I'll probably say it again, if you're out there on Twitch, if you're out there on Facebook, you're not going to be able to watch live anymore. And that's just um, the unfortunate cert. The unfortunate. It's just unfortunate. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't can't quite make my words work on a Friday. That's, I guess, just not enough. Illicop. You'll notice it's nice. I'm all matchy now. Uh, if you've been around the show for a while, you know. We started out, I probably, I had a red cup on Friday. I had a red shirt on Friday. They weren't, um, you know, it's a Cardinals cup for a while. Um, I got a cup, a gigantic red cup that was cool. Um and we got a couple of those. I got to do something with a couple of those. But now we've got our own. So we've got our red logo, our Remember Everyone Deployed red logo on the cup. Obviously on the other side, it's got the Cyber Recon as well. And we've got the matching shirt. Matchy, matchy, matchy. Uh, remember Everyone Deployed. That's that's the Red Friday. That's why we wear Red Friday. We wear red every Friday. Every single day gone Friday, we wear red. Um it's one day we can think about it. We need to think about it all the time. We have folks out there overseas deployed in different capacities, not just military. We've got other folks deployed out there doing the right thing, from contractors to supporting staff to um, even law enforcement folks, uh, government employees. Uh, all kinds of people are deployed. We think about the military a lot. I think about all the folks that are deployed out there doing the good things for us um, somewhere else, somewhere with their family, somewhere overseas. So I try to think about Everyone that's deployed, well, however they're deployed. So everything is matchy. It's kind of nice that we're matchy-matchy now. So um, still haven't got the cups online. Still trying to figure out what to do if we're going to put them out there. If we're going to put them out there, it's going to have to be for a price that a lot of people aren't going to want to pay. And I don't, don't necessarily like that. Um, but we'll get to it. We'll figure it out. Now, the water bottles are cool, too. Same thing. Same red logo on one side, Cyber Recon on the other. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot... Uh, a lot went on this week. Cut it down to four. I think four for Friday is is perfect. Um, top four events we'll talk about. I just, weird, weird color here. Bring that down just a skosh and try to get the... Whoa, that's not the right way. Somewhere about there. Sorry, guys. A little technical difficulties this morning. A little technical uh, alignment getting things going, getting things right for you. I don't, I don't know that I'm making sure you guys are taken care of. I don't know, like that. Uh, and maybe so. maybe that's closer to real. Uh, trying to get that real in this weird shadow right here. Um, anyways, that's, that's what's going on. That's what's going on. Unfortunately, it may be the last, last go-around for Facebook and Twitch being live. That's just unfortunate. The unfortunate situation that we're in is that that might be it. Um, not too happy with the setup this morning. Something, something's weird. Uh, so, anyways, that's what's going on. What, what do we have in the news today? Um, the Senate is talking about TikTok. Uh, there's a SharePoint vulnerability out there. Um, Emotet 
doing new great and wonderful things for the Emotet world. And if you're using TeamViewer, there's something you should know. Uh, and it's International Beer Day. What in the heck could be better than that? A Friday and it's International Beer Day. Man, uh, it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better than that. So, lots of stuff going on in CyberCon World Global Galaxy International Headquarters here in Northern Virginia. Uh, the south side of Northern Virginia. Uh, been a rainy week. But, uh, pushing forward uh, to get all of this network here hooked up and running. So, uh, next week we'll start digging into that. And we got to um, finish up. All you got to do is the mobile piece of the securing the um, Xfinity setup, which is pretty much the same for securing any of the router setups you're going to get from your cable provider. So let's roll the intro. We'll make sure that we have you guys all set up as I get back to it in just a moment. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Four for Friday, the four top four stories going on in our world is what we're going to talk about on our Friday. Um, number one, doesn't doesn't surprise you that TikTok is back on the news, back in the news, back around the news. A couple things going on with TikTok that I want to talk about. Number one, uh, the U.S. Senate voted on Thursday to ban TikTok from being downloaded onto U.S. government employees' telephone, intensifying the U.S. scrutiny of the popular Chinese-owned video app. And we know this thing is owned by ByteDance out of China. We worry about the, the amount, the sheer amount of data that could be harvested and sent back to China. Obviously, TikTok said, man, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. But... Um, Trump doesn't like China to start with. You know, he's doubling down, locked horns with China. That's happening. The big thing about this one, I, I'm not quite sure I like the way they lead off with this story. You know, that's that's sentence number one. You know, we're going to take this off. Uh, government employees' telephones. Um, but really what they mean is they're taking it off the government-owned phones that employees get. Um, which to me, I mean shouldn't have been there to start with. There should be some type of restrictions on what applications can be downloaded on government-owned computers and systems anyways. I mean, that's just common sense. I mean, really, it is. It, it, how, how hard does it have to be? Don't. You know, if you're an enterprise, if you're an organization, especially if you're a government, you have control over your devices. The last thing you should be doing is allowing employees to, to load anything they want. Oh, really? Yeah, really, voice from the sky. Um, don't be installing this stuff. It You should have a finite set of applications to get it installed on all of your systems. So um, this bill passed Thursday. says no government employee, members of Congress, or people at the government uh Corporations may download or use TikTok or any successor app developed by ByteDance uh, on a de device issued by the U.S. Uh, by the United States or a government corporation. Um, states the only exceptions are any investigation, cybersecurity research activity, enforcement action, disciplinary action, or intelligence activity. So the cutouts are there. 
Secretary of State Mike Pompeo said Wednesday that the U.S. wants to bar from U.S. phones, not just TikTok, but other Chinese apps, which may it, it may deem as threats to American personal data. Um, yeah, da Ralph, as I would say back in the my 80s, um, younger self, or, you know, da Ralph. Um, Washington says TikTok gleans massive amounts of personal data from hundreds of millions of users, which could uh, be, be passed on to Chinese intelligence and spying organizations for those purposes um related story in this 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 uh a related story in this story from security week is that china has lured adp's uh, security chief to become tiktok's new chief information security officer um yeah lots of stuff going tiktok's a no-go uh if you're in the government now so my end state on this, where I land on this is if you own the phones, your government organization, your private organization, you're not for profit, whatever type of organization you are, and you own the phones, you should have control of what's going on those phones. Um, MDM, mobile device management, is a way you can do that. Um, if it's a computer, it should be the same thing. Lock down what can and can't be installed on those dang, dang devices. All devices, I'm not just saying phones. So I don't think this is a big push forward. I don't even think this really needs to be a, a law that they're pushing forward or whatever they're, they're trying to do. This must be a law. Um, a bill passed on, yeah, bill become law. So this is going to be a law. It doesn't need to be. It's it's already spelled out in regulations. But I think one of the things it does here is in this, it includes um, members of Congress, which a lot of times laws don't include, and government corporations. Um, so... More to come on that. Obviously, TikTok is in the news. They're fighting to say, no, we're, we're wholly keeping things in the United States. Our servers are in the United States. We're keeping all the data in the United States. And we know uh, they've been caught a couple times sending data out. Um, the article, I think, is uh, one thing that caught me a little bit off guard. Um, oh, where was it? I thought somewhere in here. that Microsoft may be looking to take over some of the, uh, the the role of running the United States or United States version of TikTok. Maybe it was a different article I was reading. Uh, let's see. One last pass over this. Uh, okay, yeah. TikTok is owned by the Chinese firm ByteDance and Microsoft is in talks to buy the app's US operations. So there may be changes to TikTok coming. If Microsoft buys it, it's probably going to be allowed back onto a lot of devices. Um, there are a ton of people using TikTok right now. I'm going to tell you that right now. If you're a security professional, you need to be aware of TikTok and make make sure your friends, family, coworkers know there's a possibility that their gov their data could be gleaned off and sent off to China for whatever purposes they want to use it. So not only will Facebook and Twitter and every other organization every other app that they're running on their phone get that data but now TikTok will get it as well so that's that's all about TikTok that's all that's going on about TikTok we know a new CISO coming in from ADP Microsoft might take it over uh, in at least the US operations of TikTok how that'll work out I don't even know I don't know how that would work out because it seems like it would still 
um, still be well. I guess if they're buying the app for U.S. operations, they would buy that whole the whole piece of it. So I don't know more to more to come on the old TikToker. Um, if you're watching, I I know I know you guys have friends at least probably get family and maybe even have coworkers that use TikTok every single day. Uh, I know you do, I, and I hear the songs a little catchphrase catch songs that the TikTok has and now when you hear them you know exactly what they're all about um and all we can do is do the best and if we if we ignore them we can't ignore these apps we can't ignore these these tools we can't ignore the applications and hardware and stuff people are are buying as security people we need to invest some time in figuring out what is going on at least what we know and, and let people make informed decisions so if you talk to your friends, family, coworkers, tell them, hey, this is TikTok. They may be taking your data, and they may be sending it back to China. Um, if they're okay with that, then they're okay with that, I guess. There's not much we can do. And that's what we do as, as security people, as risk people, as cyber people. We make sure that the people that are making those decisions are informed. They're making informed decisions. Make sure we help folks make those decisions in an informed way. Speaking about informed... Um, SharePoint exploitation details and proof of concept or POC uh, published before patch release. So mid-July, um, this is an article from Cyware, um, mid-July 2020, Microsoft found uh, and addressed a critical remote code execution or RCE vulnerability in the .NET framework, micro, Microsoft SharePoint, and uh, Visual Studio. Within a short duration, the exploitation details and proof of concept were published, um, increasing the risk of exploitation yet of the yet unpatched servers. Um, so really this is CVE 2020-1147, um, along with the proof of concept that abuses SharePoint server. The vulnerability exists in two .NET components, data set and data table, due to the lack of, of check of the source markup XML file input. An attacker can successfully exploit the vulnerability and run arbitrary code in the context of the process where the deserialization of the XML content occurs. So not even necessarily the, it doesn't necessarily run even just as the, the context of the user that's running it, but as the, the process of deserialization. Vulnerability impacts SharePoint Enterprise Server 2016-2013 Service Pack 1, SharePoint Server 2019 and 2010 Service Pack 2, .NET Core 2.1.NET Framework 2.0 Service Pack 2 and then a bunch of other stuff listed there. Uh, Visual Studio 2017, um, Visual Studio 2019, a bunch of other stuff. They show some other other attacks there that are against SharePoint. Um, the bottom line for this one: the release of the proof of concept exploit could trigger a series of attacks against SharePoint servers. For these reasons, administrators are recommended to install the available patches. That aren't out there yet as soon as they're possible uh, as soon as possible further Microsoft published additional guidance related to the vulnerability the guidance gives us information about how we can put some compensating controls in place until the patch is released so the patch isn't out yet um, but when it comes out patch that thing as soon as we see this patch throw that patch on your server get the thing locked up get it tightened down get it secure we know SharePoint is is exactly what it is it's a it's a place to share content a lot of people are putting a lot of 
um, shared resources on SharePoint. Um, it's it's a, a big web page where we share information. Uh, it's been vulnerable for years. I mean, a lot of times people won't use SharePoint uh, just because the vulnerabilities pop up and continue to grow around SharePoint. Uh, but if you use it, you know, use it wisely. Uh, it can be beneficial. Most organizations are going to use SharePoint uh, because of the functionality it provides. So we got to know about that. Um, proof of concept, why they do proof of concept is just to prove that it can work. Um, once it's proved that, proven that it can work, the exploit can work, then the folks in the wild will actually start building proof of concept, well, building attack packages around that proof of concept and then start actually attacking SharePoint servers. So we can see that starting very soon is if you have SharePoint servers that are exposed, that you don't have compensating controls, and this still isn't patched, we can see uh, uh, rounds of exploits coming at those SharePoint servers. So you're externally facing SharePoints, probably the things you need to worry about the most. Um, internally facing ones, we have to worry about as well, and really it's in the way that it handles this XML package that come across. Um, so that's what you need to know, what you need to know about SharePoint, get it patched as soon as this thing comes out. Look at the guidance on this this article. George, go, right go right out to Microsoft and check out the guidance for securing your SharePoint, at least until this patch can come out. Then switch over to the patch, obviously. Um, Emotet are, are, are one of our favorite ransomware um, tools, I guess. Uh, Emotet malware is yet again found using new tactics to sharpen its attack. Besides just using fake or stolen email content, content it started using stolen legitimate attachments to target its victims. And we know, you know, last week, the week before, we talked about Emotet coming back out of cold storage when it went away for about five months. Now Emotet is back. Um, they launched a few hundred thousand attacks. Then we had uh, uh, what I would term a gray hat hacker jumped in there. Um, Emotet was serving its malicious content from hijacked WordPress sites. So this hat, this gray hat went in and changed all the malicious code to crazy GIFs and funny uh, little downloads. At least you're going to get a crazy GIF or you're going to get a weird funny download, but you're not going to get the malicious code. Um, Emotet operators went back and Tried, started clearing all that up, started cleaning that up, putting the malicious code back out there. Um, and now they've switched tactics yet again. Um, now they're harvesting information from the attack servers to, to put legitimate attachments in the emails now and actually grabbing onto email strings or email threads and using them for the attack, uh, the attack, me attack methodology, which is very dangerous now. We think about this. Our, our, our normal defense is we tell our end users, hey, if you get email from someone you're not expecting or someone you know don't know, don't open it. And if it's a weird attachment, don't open that either. So now we're saying if Emotet's doing this, and it, it doesn't say how on mass they're doing this, and obviously they've got to exploit that first box to get in there. Um, but now they're going to be sending a legitimate email. They're going to be using an email thread. So it's going to be coming from somebody you're already talking with, and it's going to have an attachment from that person. So it may be an attachment that looks legit, well, that is legitimate, um, but it's going to be this, this Emotet malware coming. Uh, now, obviously, we see that, you know, Emotet um, has used, been using TrickBot as its, and QuackBot 
as its malicious payload as it goes forward. Um, they've got a name for this gray hat hacker. It's Operation Emotet Hack. Uh, I, I think it's uh, that's that's pretty. It's not all that catchy. <laughs> And that's the one that's replacing Emotet's malicious payload with multiple popular and funny and harmless gifts that halted operations for approximately three days. Unfortunately, Emotet gang spotted the replacements and restored the original payload quickly and short of the uh, the breaches, the places where this this operation Emotet hack emo hack would be better. I think this name is crazy. Um, based on recent activities. Uh, experts have indicated that Quackbot can can deploy ProLock uh, to lock up uh, ProLock ransomware um, in its final pro payload on some systems initially affected with Emotet. So that's the type of uh, ransomware, the locking feature, the encryption feature. It also is expected that infamous trifecta of Emotet, Ryuk, and Trickbot may return to wreak havoc. Um, God, that's crazy. No effing way. Yeah, effing way, lady in the sky. Um, really, that is the way. Um, so Emotet's back. We got to keep, keep, keep your systems patched. Train your users best you can. Use defensive processes like firewalls, um, defense in depth, diversity of defense, uh, malware protection that's different on your servers than it is on your endpoints, uh, IDSs and IPSs, all the things we need to be doing host-based intrusion detection systems. Uh, biggest thing, train your users. Don't don't click the link. Obviously, this has become a little more tricky now because now the email is going to be coming from someone that the user is expecting email from, and it's going to have an attachment that looks real. So, oh, Emotet. You are getting tricky. Getting tricky. So that, that's, that's your Emotet day. Uh, team viewer is in the news as well. There's a flaw in team user and team viewer that could allow passwords to be stolen. Um, so this is an article from uh, HelpNet Security. We've seen them a couple times. Team viewer is an application developed by a German company. Guess guess what their name is? Team viewer GmbH. Um, it's available for Windows, Mac, and Linux, Chrome, I, Chrome OS. Um, iOS, Android, Windows RT, uh, Windows Phone 8, Black and BlackBerry even um, operating system. So TeamViewer can go to a lot of things. Primary use for remote access, uh, control of very ty various types of computers. A lot of people are using this for help desk type functions. They'll log into a system, check out, see what's going on, fix the problems. So they don't have to do a desk side visit or an in-person visit. Um, you know, the use of this type of software has increased since uh, COVID's hit the, the scenes because a lot of people are remote and they're not going to go see somebody. So what really this is, this is part of CVE 2020-13699. Uh, it's a security weakness uh, rising from an unquoted search path or element. More specifically, it's due to the application not properly quoting its custom URL handlers, which could be exploited by the system with a vulnerable exploited by a system with vulnerable version of TeamViewer installed and a maliciously crafted website. So really, two things have to happen here. You have to have a user that has the vulnerable version of TeamViewer. And we know that's easy to fix, right? So th they're saying, um, what's the current version? Yeah, if you upgrade to version 15.8.3, this is not an issue. 
this issue goes away, you fix the problem. So all your users that are using TeamViewer need to upgrade them to the newest version, um, newest uh, uh, stable version for your, your environment. The second thing is first they have to have the vulnerable version of TeamViewer. That's the thing you can do something about. Second, they have to visit a website with a malicious URL. And they've got an example uh, in this article from HelpNet Security. Um, and then Bob's their uncle. Then the system can be exploited for stealing passwords. Passwords. Uh, Windows will perform an NTLM authentication when opening the SMB. So um, and, and the, uh, new technology land manager authentication when opening the SMB um, share. Uh, server message block. Um, that re request can then be relayed using something like a responder for code execution or captured for cracking. Um, so there's two things we have to do here, and this is the, they call it out in the in the article. This would be great for a watering hole attack. So if I know I'm exploiting an organization that uses TeamViewer, and I know a lot of those users go to a specific website, if I can attack that website and get my iframe onto that website. And I know those those users are going to come there to visit, and they've got this malicious or this unpatched version of TeamViewer. Then I can make this attack happen. So that's a lot of things that have to happen there. Um, they have to have the they have to have the vulnerable version of TeamViewer, and they have to go to a website that has this malicious iframe set up. So there's two things we can definitely do things something about the first one. We can upgrade their their TeamViewer. Store it's fixed now. Um, at least it's flawed. Second thing is we can train them, you know, um, not to go to suspicious websites. But it's not really a suspicious website when it's watering hole. It, it's just the attackers attacked a, a website that we know they're going to. Um, a lot of times they'll build the websites themselves and get people going to them and then serve up for malicious content. But in this case, we've got a lot we can do about it. We can do a lot about protecting our end users. Uh, one is, you know, just get the, just get upgraded. So. CIS has assessed the risk of the exploitation for uh, as high for large and medium government and business entities, medium for small government and business entities, and low for home users. So remember, it's, it's all based. The risk is all based around these two things happening, right? Um, vulnerable version of TeamViewer is on someone's computer, and they go to a site that has this malicious iframe. It can happen. It can happen, especially when it's targeted. Um, if we can use watering hole, we can use other techniques to get the iframe on there. Um, I would assume they're talking about this this coming from uh, a crafted URL. Obviously, we can use phishing uh, techniques to get people to go to a site, and maybe we can use an HTML email going to them. So phishing would be a way to lure them there. Um, water hole attack would be a way as well. So two things have to happen. So depending on the size of the organization you're taking care of, risk rate this appropriately. Um, so according to the company, vulnerable, the vulnerability affects team viewer versions 8 through 15, so a giant swath of them, on, uh, for the Windows platform. Um, so it's just Windows, Windows only. Users are advised to upgrade to version 15.8.3 to close the hole. So that yet again, there's another thing that makes this a little more complex. So it's only Windows. It has to be a vulnerable uh, version installed on their machine, and they have to go to a malicious website or somewhere where they're going to see this malicious iframe. So... Risk rate this as you would. Um, TeamViewer is used by a lot of folks, so I would say the easiest thing to do is just upgrade. Upgrade your folks. If you're on Windows, upgrade. I think you're on anything, upgrade to the most current stable version that you've tested out. That's the important part.
that's your four for Friday. Four for Friday, the rundown of the four most important, to me at least, uh, articles on the interwebs. Um, today is uh, International Beer Day, set up by some California brewing organization. But what better day, what better thing for Friday? I think this happens, what's this happen? Always happens on August 5th, oh no, sorry. First Friday in August prior to 2013, the holiday was always on August 5th. Obviously, better to be on a Friday. So it's the first Friday in August. International Beer Day is to celebrate and savor the world's most popular alcoholic beverage. Raise a glass of beer. Toast both breweries and bartenders. Uh, we can't go to a lot of those. Uh, it's truly global celebration enjoyed by people over 50 countries around the world. And there's some stuff we can do. Um, origins. This has been set up by the Association of California Breweries. Created this holiday in 2007 in Santa Cruz, California. Set from 2017 to 2012, the Association of California Brewers established this holiday on August 5th in 2013. They changed it to the first Friday. Presumably, they did this to allow us to celebrate and have a big old glass of beer on a Friday instead of on like a Thursday or Wednesday or, heaven forbid, even a Monday. So that's, that's your rundown of the news and the stuff going on today. Um, stuff going on in the global headquarters here. Um, yesterday was a great day for Mako and Emily, I think, because they, they made some of these, man. Um, if you've been around IT, you know the good old the, the patch cable, right? The old, old days of Cat 5, they're now they're Cat 6, and I think there's Cat 7 out there even. But um, this is a cable... Um, that's made here. Look how nice these look compared to the old ones. Uh, one thing you can't see on film is, um, unlike back in the old school, where you had to, you know, it was capped on the end and you push the wires in there, you had to make sure they were right. There's little holes on the end of this one, and you push the wires all the way through. You can verify that the colors are correct before you crimp this thing. And then, obviously, it's got the little boots on it. Much better than the, the cables I used to make. Um, getting ready for next week, they made a bunch of them for the uh, relay rack. So these are part of the project that starts next week. Getting the UDM Pro and the U Ubiquity Unify system up and running. Um, once that's up and running, I can finally release this, the, the videos on securing the Xfinity environment and how the environment's laid out. And the, way, the reason I'm holding on that is because I'm going to expose... The entirety of my network, um, how what devices I've got, how it's configured, um, and I'm not going to let all that go until we change that configuration to the new, more secure configuration. So we can secure Xfinity, and we're going to that's walking through that. But the Ubiquity system is just so much more secure. I'm not releasing anything on that thread until we have the Unify system up and running. So we'll walk you through running. Uh, uh, updating the Unify. We'll do a, all of the unboxing next week. We'll show some of the installation next week, and, and then we'll start doing the configuration. But you won't see all of the stuff until that series is done. That's just, I want to make sure I'm protected here. Two, I can't give out too, too much information on the interwebs until we're on the new secured environment. Um, but look, these are just really, these are store store store-bought quality cables not like um i will dig out one of the cables i built back in the olden olden days sometimes 
you know, you don't get the sheathing right. Maybe the wires are too long. By the time you go to crimp it down, you got like, yeah, I know you guys have done this, the little pieces of wires that don't get quite crimped down enough. Um, but the other, the other part they're going to do uh, is this one. Uh, this one's only, if you look, it's only crimped on one side because we're going to do, be doing punch down. So we got to do punch down too, so we'll be doing punch down to the, the patch, patch panel. Um, that's the part they're going to be doing next um, so that we can set up um, the relay rack with the new equipment, with the UDM Pro, with the switch, hooking up all the access points, the thin access points, getting that thing configured and set up and running so we can pass the information along to you guys. So that that's the big project that starts next week. So hopefully you can join us for that. That being said, it is Friday. And it's a little gloomy here, looking out the uh, weather portal here out the side. Um, it's like thunderstorms again today. I don't know. So join us, obviously, next week. If you haven't done it yet, hit the bell to be notified. Uh, subscribe. Like the video, please. That helps with logarithm, of course. Um, just, just, uh, just, you know, help us out if you can by sharing with your friends. If your friends need to get set up uh, with a small office, home office setup, or they just want to have a good home network, join us for Unify Build. Um, the initial setup is going to be less than a thousand, I think. The initial setup, we're probably going to have around 700 bucks, really, for the basic system. That's Unify UDM Pro and one access point. And then we're going to build from there. So we're going to start with Unify Pro, one access point. Uh, we're going to add, in our, our environment, we're going to add three access points, one for each floor. Um, we're going to build different VLANs for Internet of, te Internet of Things, guest network, and a, a normal home network. We're probably going to add a fourth one for infotainment systems. Um, and then we're going to add on things like we're going to add uh, UDM Protect, which is the ability to put cameras to the system so we can record. So we're going to be set out four cameras. Uh, we'll be installing the hard drive in the UDM Pro. Um, and then we're going to have the device that takes that camera input. Not only is it going to be available on your computer, but there's a device we can make it. We can plug it into one of our televisions and we can view it on a TV as well. Um, it's just a, a, a great system. Um, the way we're setting up it is all power over Ethernet. So all you're going to have is these cables. You're not going to have power cables. So it'll be one cable to the access point, one cable to the camera. There's not going to be power cables. It's all going to be going over a single cable, data and power over one Ethernet cable. So that's the build that's coming. I hope I can hope I can get you hyped up for it because it starts next week. At least we'll be undoing doing the unboxing. And then we're going to start recording the configuration setup. Um, and then we're going to be talking about uh, Aqua and Emily have been going like crazy, putting my slides together. I'll finish them up this weekend, and then we'll be pushing out a lot more RMF content, a lot more Security Plus content, um, just getting that done. And Alex, if you're out there, that schedule will be out next week as well. Um, and I'm going to keep one of these around just to make my point, I guess. Um, so I hope you guys are having a good, got a good weekend planned. I don't know what it's going to be like here, um, but we'll see. Lots of work to be done around the Cyber Recon World Headquarters. But that being said, Mike Bravo will tell you, um, I really haven't seen a lot of chat this morning. Maybe it's just, no, it's not a lot of chat going on. Guys are, guys are quiet on a Friday. Got to fix that. Got to get you talking again. That makes it better when you guys are talking. That's for sure. But we're going to wrap this one up. We're going to say goodbye. We're going to see you guys on Monday. 
Monday after the weekend. Have a good weekend. Do good things. Like Mike, Mike's going to tell you, go get some. I'm going to tell you, be safe out there. Take care of your friends, family, coworkers. You are the security professional. You're the risk professional. You're the cyber professional. Taking care of them. So teach them well. Get them informed on what's going on. And I will see you Monday.